mode is your host, the extreme champion, Sick Vic. And unfortunately today, I am a little bit under the weather, so Sick Vic's not a, a cute name, but I got vodka, so life is good. But being, but I could not cancel tonight's episode because if I say to our guest today, I have a little sniffle. I can't get the look at me like, I've been hit with a in the head before 18 times. I still finished the fucking match. Our man, Tough Daddy, is with us today. How you doing, sir? All right, and thank you for having me. Oh, Glad yeah. to hear that you're a little under the weather. I hope you uh, feel better soon. I'm not sure if it's just allergies or I got my kids cold. One or the other. Well, either but, way, I hope you feel better soon. But again, you know, thank you for uh, having me. Oh, absolutely. You know the old saying, the show must go on. So what is going on in the world of Tough Daddy and professional wrestling these days? Uh, not much. I mean, about a week or so ago, uh, what was it, April 9th, I did a show out in Chicopee, Mass. I was only in a battle royal for uh, Bay State Championship Wrestling. It was their debut show. And uh, that that was uh, fun. It was about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from where I am in Dartmouth, Mass. But... It was, uh, it was a nice drive, good view, and, you know, I got to meet a lot of nice people and other wrestlers, even a couple that I've met maybe at least once before uh, in the past. And then I got to meet other people that came from, like, Connecticut, New York, and also from that part of Western Mass, so it, it was good. I enjoyed it. So when you have to travel for, like, two hours, two and a half hours, do you add, like, when, it, when you say ask you how much it'll cost to get you to this event. Do you factor gas prices in and stuff like that? Or do you say it's 13 miles per gallon, you figure it out afterwards or? Well, since I, I made my return back in 2019, there's a pretty large selection of new wrestling fans. And when I say new, I mean, I'm talking about like kids and teenagers who aren't gonna know of me. And there might be some that still do. I mean, there are some that still do and some that remember me from back in the day. But there's not many of them because a lot of them either fell out of love with wrestling or maybe some of them still wrestle and they bring their kids, but more of their kids that don't know who I am. But with that said, you know, just to get my foot in the door, I mean, if I have to do one for free, I will and I have. If I can get at least just gas money to fill my tank back up, even better. Uh, because, again, it's all about getting your foot in the door and uh, climbing up the ladder. So it's just like, you know, if I'm going back to basic training all over again, and if I was getting my training today, you know, and going back to school, which is a good thing. I do plan on doing that as soon as I have some time. Uh, just with the way that my, uh, my job that pays me so I can pay off my bills, uh, you know, that, that's the struggle there. But I mean, I've been to a couple of trainings, a few trainings and, uh, really the trainings, they haven't changed much since I was, uh, since I started like 20 years ago. Uh, the only thing I would say really changed was back then they would say, okay, this is a level one bump, two, three. Okay, this is a foot bump, you know, stuff like that. Now they just say bump. So, you know, you just bump. 
basically she, like how you would bump if you were getting a clothesline is basically like what they're looking for. I just see how you about the levels, like level one, two, and three. I guess it's based on impact, right? Oh, level one would be like if you're squatting and then you just jump back. Mm -hmm. uh, level two would be where you just fall right back. And then a level three would be where, say, you can jump as high as you can and you go back. So a level three would be like, say, like a Rage's Edge or a Powerbomb. That would be considered a level three. Or even if you were getting, like, uh, thrown off the top turnbuckle, again, that'd be a level three. Uh, a level two would be, like, a clothesline or something. Or maybe, say, someone gives you a headbutt and you just bump back again, that would be a level two. Uh, if you're, like, say, you're getting up off the mat, someone gives you a kick in the chest and it's supposed to be a hard one, and you just fly back, that would be more like a level one because that'd be like if you're squatting and then jumping back as you're squatting, if you get what I'm saying. But that's how they basically taught you 20 years ago. Now they just say bump. So, I mean, either way, you're still bumping the same way. You know, it's between your shoulders and the middle of your back, which is what they call a flat bump. See, it feels like that they, back then they go break down everything so you can't fail. You can't have a mistake. You can't slip up. But today it's like, eh, fuck it. We're just going to give you the quick notes in. If you fuck up, you fuck up. Well, I mean, fucking up is part of the, the, the program, to be honest with you, you know, because that's how you learn. But it's just you hope that, you know, whether if it's your first match or your fifth match in the ring, whether if it's coming back out of retirement or just starting off, you're hoping that whoever you have your match with, who's a veteran, is that, you know, if you fuck up, that they won't get pissed and then start uh, what they call stiffing the shit out of you. Uh, or just plain all hurt you. I mean, yeah, there are guys like that, but then there are a lot of guys or even female wrestlers that will maybe say, get you in a headlock or something and say, hey, you fucked up, but yet they'll still carry you through the match and teach you. And that's more how I look at it. Uh, what should be done is, you know, basically get their attention during the match, say, hey, you fuck up, but say at the same time tell them, but it's all right, I'll carry you. You know, so this way they can learn. You know, don't just turn around and just beat the shit out of them. I mean, yeah, okay, that's your job, but, you know, I'm not sure if you get what I'm saying, but, you know, the, the, the whole point is to keep each other safe. I mean, everybody knows it's entertainment. I like to keep KFAB, but basically what I'm saying isn't breaking KFAB. Everybody, everybody knows it's entertainment and some things are staged, but, I mean, for the most part, is the fighting real? Yes, we really are being slammed, kicked, punched. Uh, when we get hit in, with a chair, whether if it's in the back or the head, it's 100% real. That's why you hear the sound that you hear. That's why you see that the chair is dented later. I mean, there's no faking that. I've had people before ask me if a chair shot hurts, and it's like, no, it fucking tickled. Of course it hurt. She's oh, feeling your food. Oh, are those thumbtacks real? And you're looking at your back, you're looking at your forearm, and you're like, well, they're still sticking in me, so yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's just kind of, I mean, I know she's it's kind of hard to believe, but just professional wrestling is just, it's like a dance. It's like a waltz. And if one part, if someone steps on someone's toes, 
that's annoying, but shit does happen. But when you deliver it going, you stepped on my toes, push you away, fuck you. That's when not only the match goes to shit, but also the image of the person, like Bob Holly. Hey, like I'm the type where somebody turns around and they get pissed at me for whatever reason during a match. Sometimes they go in a match already not liking me just because of the guy that trained me. And the guy who trained me in wrestling, I'll say he's a 50-50 guy, you know. You have 50% of promoters and wrestlers that like him, but the other 50% of promoters and wrestlers can't stand him. And I don't know why. I mean, he's a pretty nice guy. He's a decent guy. I mean, uh, he not only trained me, he's trained a few others, but I'm the only one that he trained that at least came back and still in wrestling. The others, who, who the hell knows where they are today? Uh, and back in the day when I started, some of them didn't even last long. You know, it's like they got their training. They maybe did a few matches and then they're like, oh, this really isn't for me. Uh, I mean, that happens. It happens today, too. Um, but, but anyways, you know, long story short, I'll have people that will literally turn around and just stop punching me. And it's like and my first thought in my head is they do realize I'm not just known for doing hardcore. I'm also known for brawling. So them throwing some boxer punches at me, it's not going to phase me. And what I hope is when they whisper to me and go, how do you like that, asshole? I literally have turned around a couple of times and said, can you hit any harder, you bitch? And, and then when they look at you like this and you're like, I know girls that can hit harder. All of a sudden, you're like, wham, wham, even harder. And you're like, all right, now we're talking. To me, that's fun. But, I mean, come on, you know, you're going to turn around and throw boxer punches at me and then ask me how I like it. What do you expect my response to be? Can you hit me softer? No, of course I'm going to turn around and say, can you hit any harder, you bitch? Yeah, they're just trying to be cute, like kind of like, oh, this is Jeff. How you like that, pal? This is Jeff. How you like that, pal? And you're just looking at like, okay, you feel like more insulted that they're throwing these punches at you than anything else. Like, really? I mean, I'm not doing it to be rude or cocky, but it's just, you know, again, if you're going to be dumb enough to ask me and whisper to me, how do you like that? Yeah, I'm probably as a wise ass going to look at you and go, can you hit any hottie, you bitch? So, yeah. I mean, the whole point really isn't to, is not to communicate, but not to have a whole conversation. And the way I was taught was, you know, back in the day, they used to teach you certain, like, little uh, symbols or sign languages, like to tell the guy to either move or something, or, or, or you give them, like, the, or you come up with a certain uh, sign or something or saying, which is known as a cue. Uh, on when you're going to do a certain, uh, what they call today, like a spot or something. Like, say, for instance, you're going to take a bump on Legos or something. You're not going to say, oh, go get the Legos. You're just going to walk over and go, Legos. You know, something like that. Uh, but, I mean, for the most part, you know, again, they're real Legos. They're real thumbtacks. They're real chairs. They're real bats, they're real bamboo sticks. I mean, whatever the weapon is, you name it, it it's real. And even the tables, I mean, so many people like to think that they they cut uh, they cut the table underneath, and they don't. And I'll tell you why, because one of two things, and this is what Rob Roberts taught me and others about what would happen if you cut the table before you put someone through it, is 
most likely, depending on the type of wood wooden table it is, you might get a splinter about this big in your back or your spine, and I don't think you want to take that chance by cutting the table and getting a splinter about this big. This is interesting because I always thought they, you know, not like cut the, the but kind of make little like clips on it, like tail. No, but the I always table was completely solid. Same thing with a door. If they put you through a door, the door is completely solid. It's a hollow door. So I mean, you're going through it. They're they're not going to even stage a door or cut the door so so it breaks easy. I mean, you're literally going through it. Wow, full impact. Perfect example would be Watch Reunion Wrestling um, 3. It was the main event. It was me against Eric Dillon, and Eric Dillon put me through uh, a solid hollow door. And if you look at the door when he picked it up, you will see absolutely no cuts, no dents, no nothing. It was a brand new door that they bought from the hardware store. He set it up in the corner, stuck me on it, and he did a luchador flip onto me. And I went right through the right through the door. Jeez. Um, I know there's like little clips out there of when I did a match with uh, this guy named Havoc. Really nice guy outside the ring. And also in the ring, good opponent. Uh, I've wrestled him a few times. But anyways, when we did a hardcore match, there's some clips out there. I think my boy Vastach put, put some up. And, and uh, you'll see, I took this bag. And I remember people were asking what was in it. I took one thing out and they're like toy cars. And then you'll hear somebody else go, oh, those things really hurt. If you ever stepped on one and you can hear it in the background. And then I I took out a couple of tacks and then all of a sudden, yeah, then there's tacks or something like that. And then I dumped the whole bag of tacks and toy cars out in the ring. And he gives me a, a hip toss onto him. And then he also gives me a suplex on him. And then you hear everybody going, holy shit, holy shit. But we did have one fan. I don't know who it was, but we had one fan at the end who asked us if the tacks were real and Havoc turned around because we shook hands at the end of the ring to show that obviously we had no problems with each other so we could be around each other. But but anyways, the fans asked, are the tacks real? Havoc looked at me like this. I looked at him, and Havoc turns around and goes, buddy, no offense. He goes, thank you for being a fan. Thank you for your support. He goes, but do you not see what these are in my head? He goes, yeah, thumbtacks. He goes, tough daddy, turn around. Do you not see what this is in his back? He goes, yeah, thumbtacks. So are they real? Havoc goes, yeah, buddy, they're real. Don't get me wrong. I've heard of guys who will say that they're hardcore. And they're actually using what's known as rubber uh, tacks. I'm sorry. If you're going to use rubber tacks, you're not hardcore. You're a fucking pussy. I Plain mean, and simple. The only thumb thumbtacks I heard was during a match when you fall on thumbtacks, it doesn't hurt because the adrenaline's going through your body, you know, the crowd and everything. It's afterwards. We have to wait for the doctor to get around to you. And the adrenaline shut down, you calm it down, the oh the thumbtack. Well, I mean you will definitely probably feel it the next day, if anything, but but yeah, you're absolutely right. Whoever told you that, they're absolutely right. Because of the adrenaline, you're not gonna feel anything. And if you do feel anything, it just feels like a, a maybe a couple of bees stinging you. Yeah. It's it's, not, it's like it's like being in a dentist's office. It's not pleasant, but it's not like, oh my god, the world's gonna end type thing. Huh, I mean, they, they might 
you know, sorry about that. They might leave like a couple of holes or something, but that's about. Uh, yeah, they get live with a couple of holes. Screw it. A couple of holes are good for you. That's what I say. No pain, no gain. Tough day. Some technical difficulties. Audio so good. But, and I mean, uh, a stapler is not too bad either. I mean, that might sting a little when it's coming out, but, you know, for the most part, going in, it, you're not really feeling it when you're all pumped up. Good point. That's a good point. I was young and foolish one time. I figured it would be cool to get my tongue pierced, and it didn't hurt at all. You probably felt it later, right? Oh, you get when you get it's, it's the anxiety before. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, and it happens. It's like, oh, it's not so bad. Then you, then your mother finds out, and it's like, that's worse. <laughs> All that you spent fifty bucks to get it done. She's like, you're taking that fucking thing out now, or you just go, you're out of the house. Okay, it's like, it was that, but I know the experience. I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's something that we bothers me these days. I know that you're in touch of like world events and just how things are run and you pretty much see the um, ripples and everything the way I see them. And I'm seeing ripples being polite. But this goes through the wrestling part then I'll go into can we stop saying it's professional wrestling it's sports entertainment. They're saying WWE is comparing, is being compared to like, you, you know, all the place. WWE is number one compared to all these promotions. Da, 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 da. No one can touch WWE. But even they just keep on saying they are sports entertainers. They're entertainment, not pro wrestlers. That's a different category, is that not? I mean, I think Cody Rhodes, uh, Dusty Rhodes' younger son and Goldust's little brother said it best, you know, when he came back to Raw after AEW. I think it was right after uh, WrestleMania where he was talking to The Miz. And let's face it, The Miz having his show, Jericho having his show. I know some of the guys have given the tribute to uh, Rowdy Piper, who was the first one to do that, known as, you know, Piper's Pit. Uh, but but uh, wrong story short, to, to answer your question, I, I think he, he said it best where – he turned around and, and uh, said he was there to, to win the championship belt. The Miz turns around and goes, it's not a belt. A belt is something you wear to hold your pants up or something like that. It's called a title. And then Cody Rose, you know, 
also turned around and said that, you know, how he was a wrestler and the Miz is like, no, it's called superstars. And he's like, yeah, superstars still sure, you know, wrestlers. And he said it again. And, and I actually like that. Now, I don't know if that was Cody Rose being Cody Rose himself, or if that was just part of the skit and they were actually going to allow him to do it because I know many people have said before that, you know, like, especially the WF or E, whatever you want to call them now, uh, do fine people for calling titles, belts, or championships, as well as saying calling people or themselves wrestlers instead of superstars. Why is that? I mean, just to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard about it. I, I've seen some stuff on the internet, whether if it came from the WF or not, I can't say, so I'm not going to say it's true because, you know, I'm just stating what I've heard right, and certain things that I've seen on the internet, but I mean, personally, I think when you do that, that's more what a lot of people like to call me, which is a professional stuntman. Yeah. You know, because then it's like you can't even really call yourself an athlete. And even someone that I was talking to that's a wrestler uh, not long ago even told me, look, even hardcore guys can still wrestle. And they're like, okay, maybe some of them aren't that talented and they're decent and hardcore, but, you know, the point is, is they can still do at least, you know, a suplex or a body slam, which every wrestler should be able to do, and they made a good point. You know, even the hardcore guys can still do a lot of the wrestling moves that are that, that should be done by wrestlers, such as a simple suplex or body slam, because every wrestler does it. Yeah. Um, a lot of wrestlers also do DDTs, but yet a lot of on-train backyarders, that's like one of their first go-to things is a DDT and a leg drop. The difference is between a backyarder and a professional is you can tell the difference between their leg drops because obviously the professional is doing it correctly. The other one, uh, not so much. But And I'm not saying that to knock down backyard wrestlers. I mean... Uh, most guys on TV, which I know some of them don't shy from it, like CM Punk, he's never shied from it. The Hardy Boys never shied from doing backyard. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, there's others. And there's a lot of indie guys like myself who don't shy away from admitting that we did backyard or we started there. Um, but the difference is, is that when you get your training and you start to wrestle professionally, you kind of distance yourself from the backyard. Because to be honest with you, who wants to be like 35 or 40 still wrestling in a backyard? I mean, that's just kitty shit, one. And two, I mean, uh, a lot of promoters aren't going to want to use you if, you're, if you don't know at least the basics or have training in the basics. Uh, and if you do, you know, until you get better, they're probably going to start you off just like they did 20 years ago. Battle Royals rumbles uh you know all the same thing uh you know you got anywhere between 15 to 30 guys in a ring whether they come out every 60 seconds or you all go in together and just beat the shit out of each other and throw each other over the top rope some promotions even have it where to to get eliminated from the rumble you can either be tossed over the top rope the middle or or even be pinned or submission uh, some promotions do it that way, too. And I, and I guess that's all right. I mean, either way, you know, if the guy's going to tap, you know, yeah, they should be eliminated uh, or, or female. 
You know what I mean? I, I could see if it's one of the professional promotions out there that are known for not using rings, like, say, Rise Wrestling out in the U.K., or especially here in the States, you've got No Peace Underground, Suburban Fight Pro. They wrestle in, like, nightclubs on stages and also in bar rooms with no ring. And I mean that, that personally, because I'm a brawl or hardcore type of guy, I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, I love that style of professional wrestling, but I also like the classic style of wrestling. I like the high school style of wrestling. I like the Roman and Greek or shoe or, or, or Olympic wrestling, whatever they want to call it today. I like all styles of professional wrestling. But I mean, if you were to ask me to choose one of my absolute favorite styles, automatically I'm going to say yes, brawling and hardcore, because I wasn't inspired by the guys in the WF, now E or WCW and stuff like that. I was more inspired by the guys from ECW, XPW. I mean, XPW was born out of the ashes of uh, ECW, so was CZW. And, and I love Combat Zone Wrestling, too. I mean, they do more death matches and a little bit more than what uh, ECW or XPW does. But I mean, ECW, when I first saw it on TV and I saw these guys look like you and I, and they look like they just got off of work or they just came from the bar room. To me, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, you look at the guys in WCW or even WF at the time and you've got these comic book character type guys. To me, I, that to me that wasn't inspiring. Seeing all the glitter and the pretty boys and stuff like that. I mean, okay, people can turn around and say guys like Tommy Dreamer was a pretty boy when he first came in. But uh, I think the reason why he became the innovator of, of hardcore wrestling, as they call him, or even his old ring manager, Francine, the queen of extreme, Francine, I mean, uh, I mean, look, it was the Singapore Kane match. He lost, and the Sandman was beating him. I mean, I know they've talked about it today, and to me, that was like one of my absolute favorite matches, one of them. Uh, I mean, there's many more that I absolutely loved in ECW. I mean, ECW was the first to do a TLC match way before the WWF did it. They did the ladder match way before Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels did the first ladder match in WWF. They were already doing it. Yep. I mean, really, a lot of the stuff that WWF ended up doing, as well as WCW later with, the, uh, with what they were calling hardcore, I mean, it was stuff that was already being done overseas in, like, Japan, Germany, and stuff like that. But, I mean, Paul Heyman was really the one who got it up and running here in the States. And he should get credit for that. And I know many people do give him credit for it. But, again, there's also a lot of people who don't. But, I mean, it was the hardcore brawling that inspired me to want to be a wrestler. My absolute favorite wrestler growing up was Mick Foley. And I remember originally seeing him in WCW um, as Cactus Jack. And that's when, uh, you know, I first got introduced to wrestling by one of my mother's uh, uh, ex It was her ex-fiance that passed away. But, but anyways, uh, you know, the guy introduced me into wrestling. I won't ever forget. It was Cactus Jack. I forgot who his tag partner was, but it was him against the, the Nasty Boys. In a Chicago street fight. Oh shit! Um, it was. And and as soon as I saw that, I was hooked and I was inspired. 
shit out of you. Man, I, I mean, I loved his time in ECW and and then going into the WF originally as Mankind. I mean, he still didn't really shy away from doing anything Cactus Jack did as Mankind. He was still taking the same bumps and everything, doing the same moves. He was not afraid to teach, you know, the next generation of wrestlers. Uh, you're an ECW guy. Cactus Jack and Mikey Ripwreck, the odd couple when it came to tag team wrestling. And they won the tag, tag titles against one of the great ECW tag team champions, Public Enemy. I, don't yeah, I mean, look at when uh, when when they were throwing all the chairs in uh, when Mick Foley was there, yeah. or, or even one of his uh, best like promos, I think from ECW, where he turned around and he, and he was talking about, I believe it was the match head that he had with Terry Funk, and he took the flaming iron thing to his head, and he's like, "Look, mommy, he burned me, and he burned me good." <laughs> That's Russell. Exactly. I mean, that that's wrestling. I mean, that's uh, inspiration to me. I mean, not just that's wrestling, not having like Snooki at WrestleMania come down and see, go get her feet in the ring, like, hi, I'm in the ring, like a mockery of the sport. No, that's wrestling. I'm not saying like do that type of style every single match, but like just the unpredictability. Like there's a non-sanctioned lights out match that, yes, yeah, someone can bring out brain, brain iron for that. Hell in the cells these days with WWE, they're absolutely awful. It's a prop. It's not even a weapon anymore. Oh, my God. I mean, a lot of the WF hardcore matches I did enjoy back in the Attitude Era. I mean, look at the uh, Mankind versus The Rock in an empty arena match. And, I mean, okay, there was some silly weapons. I believe that was on a Sunday night heat. Oh, like the rock smacking him with a big bag of popcorn and the ding buses everywhere. And the rock was asking him if he likes it. And then he basically, you know, like kicks his head down and he's picking up the popcorn and eating it. But yet even the undertaker did it with that guy. Uh, uh, what was his name? He won the first tough enough uh, that they did on MTV. Uh, Maverick, I think his name was. And he threw his head through the popcorn machine. <laughs> And the Undertaker just looked at him as he's, and the Undertaker walks over and he was playing the American badass with the short hair and uh, and he grabs it and he's just eating it and he's looking at him and he's grabbing more and eating it. I mean, all right, it's a little silly, but yet at the same time, it, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, again, he was playing more of, instead of the dead man, he was playing more of like this tough biker brawler type dude. And I mean, not too many people could, could pull that off like he did, where he goes from being the dead man to the brawler, bar, uh, biker, barroom brawler type guy back to being the dead man. Very few people can pull that off because a lot of people who have tried stuff like that, whether if it was in WCW or WF, one or two things happened. Either it worked for them like it did for The Undertaker and also as well as Mick Foley, you know, becoming Mankind, Do Loved, and Cactus Jack and then eventually coming out to his own name, Mick Foley. Or it didn't work and it totally ruined their career where even now they, they, they're struggling just to get bookings in the indie leagues. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be like, they have this episode be like, oh, fuck, WWE is different. No, people like sports entertainment, like the goofy stuff you mentioned. That's fine. If you want to watch a little entertainment, that's fine. But it's just the comparisons of WWE to like GCW. 
that's two different beasts right there. That's two different animals. You can't really say which promotion is better than the other. Uh, I mean, I, I have seen some of the stuff from uh, AEW or AEW Dark, and I, I will say I actually am liking that a lot better than the stuff out there in WWE right now because when I watch AEW, it reminds me so much of, like, the indie leagues. And to me, I've always been into the indies. You know, to me, it's always been the, the indies uh, are kind of like the old territories, you know. Uh that that's the way I like to look at it. You know, maybe other people like to look at it different, but it's just better storylines. I think it's better entertainment and it's just better wrestling itself. You know, I mean, okay, they might do some promos, but it's not a promo after another promo, after another promo, after another promo, after another promo, like the WF is known for doing today. I'm sorry, I don't want to see a soap opera. If I want to do that, I'll turn on to Days of Our Lives or All My Children whenever they're on and watch that shitty stuff. Yeah, It's basically the same thing. It's like watching a soap opera. Uh, I, I don't want to just see the guys talk to, you know, trash talk each other, supposedly, and then walk away and go, I'll see you at this pay-per-view. Fuck you, I want to see you do like they did back in the... Like APA would have done, or the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, even uh, the Dudley Boys back in the Attitude Era. Even Stone Cold Steve Austin did it back in the Attitude Era. You know, you get in their face, you talk to them. If they would have turned around, one of them said, "I'll see you at the pay per view." They'd be like, "Ah, ah, fuck you!" And they're already beating the shit out of you. They don't do that anymore. They just don't, and it's like, ah. This is boring. Okay, I'm getting tired now. Let me shut this off and go to bed. That's basically what it makes me want to do today. But, but I mean, the AEW, yeah, I definitely like that a lot more. Uh, I, I just think it's better entertainment, if you want to call it that. It's better wrestling. It's better fighting. Uh, and it does. It reminds me so much of, uh, of like, the indie leagues. Well, I like the indie leagues much better than WWE is. WWE feels like they're trying too hard. It's like, first they had the Titan Tron, and then they had the Titan Tron with the fist, and now they have like a side of a building for the Titan Tron. Indie wrestling is like, fuck you, this is us. We're not going to change, we're not, we might change a light bulb, but we're not, this is who we are. For example, like Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor had always been like, this is who we are, if you don't like it, don't watch. But we believe in transition, transition. we believe in, you know, the handshakes, we believe in this is who we are at WWE. I mean, even Samoan Joan, who was, uh, I believe he was trained by Taz, uh, started in, uh, in ROH. Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, what's his name? That guy that uh, just had the, the match with Stone Cold in WrestleMania. Uh, Kevin is his name? Rollins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he started in ROH. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good talent today that started in ROH, you know, uh, and then went from ROH to NXT and then to the WF and then from there to even AEW. Uh, some of them even went over to the old TNA, which is now Impact Wrestling. Yep. I mean, even if you go online and you watch some of Tommy Dreamer's promotions uh, stuff, which is House of Hardcore great talent uh 
and you can tell some of these guys in the house of hardcore, his promotions, Tommy Dreamer's promotion, they're they're using like some of the high flying stuff, classic wrestling style, and mixing it in with the hardcore. And again, it's it's fun to watch. Um, even Booker T has his own promotion. I forgot what it's called, but I've seen some of his shows that he's put on. It's great entertainment. It's a great show. It's and it's basically like if they want to call it the indies, you know, but it's better than what's on TV right now. It's better than what the WWF is doing. Uh, I even like like to watch a lot of that uh, ICW, which I know has been featured on the WWE Network now. I don't know if they're like promoting them or not. Uh, Insane Championship Wrestling from out in Scotland. But I mean, they do all types of wrestling. But I mean, they do regular wrestling in the ring. They also do a, the same style of wrestling at times, like uh, No Peace Underground and Suburban Fight Pro is known for doing, where they'll go into like a gym and start fighting. And you got people like looking around watching. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they must have paid someone off to do it, but <laughs> uh, or, or they just knew the right people. So they didn't have to pay. I mean, they've even put on some uh, matches. Uh, uh, inside of a MMA ring, they've done some where instead of ropes, they put change up for the ropes. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple of shows that ICW did where they literally built the ring out of plywood and just wrestled on top of that. And again, I thought it was fucking awesome. But again, that's more the style of professional wrestling I'm into. And I said that before, but I also said that, you know, yes, I am into all styles of wrestling. I love it all. Uh, but my absolute favorite is the hardcore and brawling. And I'll say it again. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's the best, I think. I mean, the WWE is just, I don't know. It's just, I just feel like it's a different beast. It's, a, it's more like Hollywood than any, than professional wrestling. Because professional wrestling is like rustic. It's, you know, athletics. And now there's like, they're entertainers. Well, what the hell are you doing in professional wrestling then? Like, I mean, I also had a, a street fight not too long ago with the guy who trained me. Uh, Rob Roberts. We, we... We fought inside this old abandoned uh, military tunnel. <laughs> and we were beating the shit out of each other. And we did it for KPW, Crazy Pro Wrestling. And what I like about KPW is if you look, they're actually starting to put, please don't try this at home. It's done by trained professionals. And, uh, and then towards the bottom, they, they have uh, where it says where, uh, you know, where if you do try any of the stuff, you're basically doing it at your own risk, but that they're basically telling you not to because it's being done by trained professionals. Uh, but, you know, I mean, him and I also had, you know, uh, had a fight because, well, let's just say right now he's on the side of a guy I don't like very much and he doesn't like me. A lot of people already know this. I even had two people already call me and, try to be intimidating or to me i just thought they were funny you know they tell me oh you fuck with tj tuck you're gonna fuck with us too okay whatever you know go fuck them in the ass then for all i give a shit but i mean you know my trainer wants to be on his side and butt fuck them or whatever it is that they're doing hey fine fuck it whatever 
you know, and you want to call me out, but say I'm calling you out. Well, hey, it is what it is. Now I'm also feuding with my teacher, my coach. And if you ask me what kind of a coach is that, but, you know, it's whatever, you know. TJ Tucker don't like me. I don't like him. Everybody already knows this. And uh, and just to let everybody know, no, it's no joke. We really don't like each other. Even though you don't That's like That's why, you know, there's videos out there of us always beating the shit out of each other. And it's just funny how, you know, whatever promotion I go into, all of a sudden, where's TJ Tucker right behind me? And he's like, hey, look, I'm right here. Uh, I know he's going to turn around and say that, uh, you know, that's funny because it's the other way around and it's me doing this to his back and following him into the promotion. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. And half the times the promoters just look at each other and say, hey, you don't like each other. We go, fuck, no. They go, go ahead and beat the shit out of each other. And we do. And they love it. So if I get TJ Tucker on the show. Would you go on the show as well, face face to face? Why not? I already did. I mean, I basically whooped his ass in a one socket brawl. I mean, that's out there. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen that. that, that, uh, And look, he only won. Why? Because he had my fucking teacher, the guy that trained me 20 years ago, the piece of shit, that helped him. That's the only reason why he won. If it wasn't for Rob Roberts, he would have never won. But yet... He likes to say that I cheat. All right, whatever. We'll get the bottom of this. We was definitely getting the bottom of this and make him look silly. Uh, the only one that's going to look silly is him like usual, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, I'll see what I can do and let you know. Definitely. Mike, but it's just, I know you, uh, I only brought it up, too, because I know you... You asked me something earlier about TJ Tucker on the uh, on my DM or inbox, whatever you want to call it, on Facebook Messenger. So you know, I just felt it was only right to at least address it for you and uh, and let you know. I mean, I maybe I could have answered it on over in a private chat. So I do apologize for that, but no problem. You know. No problem. Hey, I'll see what I can do. I might need extra security, though. I might see what I can do with that. Uh, the only one I think that would need security is him. He might need a doctor, but not security. But that's uh, probably that, too. I mean, maybe I'll just go out and buy like a thousand tacks and throw them on it. Because he's been quiet these days. It's time to start, like, time to poke that beehive a little bit. Yeah, you know why he's quiet? Because in reality, he's scared. He's a little baby. That's all he is. He's a little crybaby, and he likes to talk a whole lot of shit, but can't back it up. I'm not going to say anything for him to listen to and get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yep, yep. I mean, hey, if you're friends with him or whatever, that's cool. Uh, you know, I'm just letting you know. I, I don't really care for your boy, and your boy don't care for me. Yeah, no, I- and it is what it is. You know, it's whatever. You know, it's not the first time in professional wrestling or the indie leagues or whatever you want to call it today where you'll see that two people really just don't fucking like each other. I mean, look at the Sandman and even Sabu. There's tons of people that they both said don't didn't like them, and they, they definitely didn't like them either. 
Uh, even Just Incredible has said it. Steve Carino, I mean, a lot of guys from ECW said that there were a lot of guys that didn't like him. And, they didn't, and you know, I mean, whether theirs was part of a storyline or not, I don't know. I mean, I know some of them did admit that it was, but a lot of them said no. It, it, they really didn't like each other and that they did exactly like TJ Tucker and I do every time we get a chance, which is just beat the shit out of each other because, hey, you know, we don't like each other, so why not? Let's just beat the shit out of each other. Sounds like a plan. Just like that. You know, when it came to the wound socket brawl, what it was was something got back to me and said TJ Tucker was challenging me to a fight. And I said, oh, really? And then the next thing I know, the uh, the promoter's putting up uh, a, a poster with, you know, with my promo picture and his promo picture on it saying right at the top when socket brawl tough daddy versus tj tucker or tj tucker versus tough daddy whatever it was but either way we're facing each other in his wound socket brawl and when i turned around and said hey what's this he said oh well i figured you just don't like each other maybe you'd like to beat the shit out of each other i said enough said i'm down he said that's exactly what tj tucker said i'm like but he ain't walking away and he wrote back ha 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 lol TJ Tucker said the same about you. I said, ah, fine, whatever. And then he's like, oh, but there's one catch. And I wrote back saying, what's that? And he goes, we're going to have the guy who trained you 20 years ago in the match as the guest, as the special guest referee. I was like, all right, fine, fuck it, whatever. And then the fucking asshole turns around and, and turns on his student and, and helps TJ Tucker fucking cheat and win the damn match. The Massachusetts school job. And then, uh, <coughs> I wouldn't say it was a screw job. I mean, there was no winner. That That's the thing, you know. It wasn't playing for a winner. The owner literally said, you want to beat the shit out of each other, beat the shit out of each other. He gave us permission. I mean, he fucking had the flyer made, put up. We both seen it, and uh, I guess TJ Tucker must have got a hold of him and asked him what it was for. And he's like, beat the shit out of him. And then when I asked him, he said, I'm going to tell you the same as T.A. Tucker. End it once and for all. Beat the shit out of each other. But obviously, well, we didn't end it once and for all because we're still beating the shit out of each other. Well, we'll see. It has to end at some point. Maybe not. Yeah, when he finally admits that he's a fucking wimp-ass crybaby. We'll see if we can give him a minute on over the air. How's that? Maybe you should try and get him on the air now. <laughs> No, we'll do it. I don't think I don't think he'll do it over Skype. That's the he always goes back every time, first time we did an interview was Skype, and then I was like, we're doing a Skype for the second interview. He's like, no Zoom. So it's like I'm not in the mood to deal with this whole Skype Zoom, Skype Zoom, Facebook Zoom, Zoom. See right there, it shows you the guy has no flipping idea, obviously, what day it is. If he's gonna go back and forth between Skype and Zoom, what's the difference? Zoom is just like Skype, and Skype is just like Zoom. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, pretty much. And so is uh, Facebook Messenger there with the video or whatever you want to call it. Well, I don't know how to, I got to figure that out. I know how to do it. Oh, yeah, you have to do group chats. Like do a group chat room and then that's how you can do a three-way. It's very strange, very strange. But anyways, what do you have coming up? Uh, not really sure yet. I mean, I know there's... Uh, uh, AWL will be, 
will be doing something soon. Uh, sorry, just looking at a couple of promoters that are hitting me up here on the phone. Hey, that's a good thing. But, uh... This is live on the air. Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, one of them was the AWL uh, owner and promoter. Very nice guy, Mike Ellis. AWL stands for the American Wrestling League. That's the one that, you know, TJ Tucker and I got to beat the sh have fun beating the shit out of each other in. Uh, with the socket brawl. Nice. So, I mean, yeah, you know, so, uh, sorry for the pores. I was just reading something real quick, but it's nothing. Okay. But, but yeah, so, I mean, I know AWL will be doing something. Uh, KPW, I know is, well, they're always working on something. And a lot of times we don't know nothing until like last minute, but you know, that's just how the founding fathers of KPW work. They like to tell you last minute, or sometimes they just like to, at your door or an email or sometimes through a fake profile on Facebook and say, Hey, meet here. And then you get here. And then sometimes it's little pussy ass ants like TJ Tucker or whatever. And other times it's other people. Sometimes it's just simply a, a referee and you're looking and the referees. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And then sometimes the referee would get a text and they're like, Oh, this is the founding fathers. They're saying over here. And it's like, okay, whatever. You know, but I mean, hey, I, I like my time in, uh, you know, at KPW and stuff. It, it's a good company. It's just like, you know, no peace underground and stuff like that. So where can people find you online to keep up with your adventures? Um, they can find me on Facebook through uh, Tough Daddy, even Twitter and Instagram on Tough Daddy. They can... Find me, uh, <coughs> sorry, on YouTube also. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, Tough Daddy. Thank you very much. Even though you're in your car, I feel bad they got chased out to your car for this interview. Oh, no, that's all right. And actually, I, I think TJ Tucker, for whatever reasons, hitting me up on Facebook, uh, challenging me to something i don't know I'll, I'll pay attention to him later but you know it's literally right here so I, I will message him after i get off with you and be like do you just challenge tough daddy on the air oh yeah i mean oh look he's actually typing to me now let me see i don't know The Tucker Daddy Killing the Business Verbal Deathmatch. Ah, sounds good to me. I'll see if I can do to make that happen. Anyway, Stuff Daddy, thank you very much. Hey, see, look, here's the one I told you that was uh, been taunting me and stuff, TJ Tucker. 
DJ. It's actually here, you know. Yeah, I figured since you like to always say how I cheat and how I'm a pussy and stuff, I just figured I would call you up and call you out on it. Because he's over here saying how he wants us to do a verbal death match one day online. And he wanted to make sure that you were down for it. Am I on the air right now? Yeah. Well, through my, my, yeah. I figured I, I would personally, I told him I'll personally do you a favor. I'll call TJ Tucker out to a uh, verbal death match online through my own phone. Sure. You mean to tell me we're live right now? We're not live. Hey, you pussy ass. We're recording, but yeah, it's, it's, we're live, pal. talking about how how your little lover boy there, Rob Roberts, helped you cheat in the Woonsocket Brawl. Yeah, you think they really want to fucking hear your fat ass speak? Oh, see? Now he has some balls. You got me You wanted Vic. <laughs> like, what? Why? It's like we're recording, but yeah, pretty much yeah, we're live now, yeah. yeah. And you can't say that. I mean, I just put on Facebook that I was talking with you today, so it's now like a huge surprise. Jeez, but yeah. But like I said, yeah, people can find me on uh, on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. All right, sir. Thank you very much. That was funny as fuck, though. That was a classic moment here. I'm killing the business wrestling podcast. That was that was. We'll get this verbal death match started, though. Would definitely do something. Oh yeah, sounds good. But tough day. Thank you very much for your time. We'll definitely keep in touch. All right, later. All right, take care, man.